Welcome to BIV Today, our weekly business podcast from Business in Vancouver and BIV.com. I'm Haley Wooden, and this week we have an extra episode to air for BIV Today, and that's because we had Canada's Minister of Small Business, Export Promotion, and International Trade join the show. That's coming up. But first, a number of exciting events are coming up here with BIV. More information on them is available at BIV.com slash events. But here are a few I wanted to highlight. Compared with Silicon Valley, Vancouver has progressive immigration policies and relatively low wages. It makes the city and the region a serious draw for international tech firms looking to capitalize on the technology boom we've been seeing. On January 22nd, we have a great panel of experts speaking about how tech migration morphs our economy locally. This is the first event of 2020 in our ongoing BIV Talk series presented by the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association. Tickets are also available for BIV's 40 Under 40 Awards Gala. You can join us January 30th at the Westin Bayshore as we celebrate young entrepreneurs, professionals, and executives from a wide range of sectors. Profiles of this year's cohort are available online, as is more information about the event. On February 4th, a conversation with UK Information Commissioner Elizabeth Denham, BC's former Privacy Commissioner as well. We are going to be speaking in a fireside chat environment about privacy going mainstream, the ethical implications of AI, and on holding multinational corporations to account for privacy and data breaches. It's one you won't want to miss. For more information on these events and other ones we have coming up this year, visit BIV.com slash events. And one more to promote business in Vancouver is once again recognizing BC's most outstanding businesswomen in private or public sector organizations. Join us to celebrate the annual Influential Women in Business Awards March 6th at the Fairmont Waterfront Hotel. More information is available at BIV.com slash IWIB, I-W-I-B, for Influential Women in Business. You can also go to BIV.com slash events for details. The annual World Economic Forum takes place next week in Davos, Switzerland. Leaders from around the world will be meeting to discuss topics including climate change and sustainability, the future of work, better business, and fairer economies. Canada's Minister of Small Business, Export Promotion, and International Trade, Mary Ng, joins the show today to talk about these last two themes, better business and fairer economies, and specifically why the World Trade Organization helps achieve those ends. Minister, thank you very much for your time today and for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Haley, and it's wonderful to be speaking to you and to your listeners. We're pleased to have you. Now, as you know, Minister, the WTO's effectiveness and relevance has been questioned fairly prominently over the last couple of years. The United States has even threatened to pull out of it. In 2020, would you say the WTO is relevant and why? The WTO is relevant um, um, because countries like Canada and others who depend on a rules-based trade system that, um, you know, that creates predictability and certainty uh, helps our Canadian businesses take the risks that they need to take and make the business investments that they need to make uh, in order for, um, you know, in order for them to, uh, you know, to, uh, to continue to grow. So absolutely, it is relevant um, to, uh, to international trade. Why would this matter? Why should it matter to Canadians who may be very familiar with trade negotiations and trade agreements that we have with other countries? Why does the WTO specifically matter to the average Canadian? 
Well, um, you know, I'm very pleased to be the Minister of Small Business Expert Promotion and International Trade. And of course, uh, you know, where you let off, which is, you know, next week is the World Economic Forum. And, um, and, and I'm looking forward to representing Canada and particularly Canadian businesses um, at that forum because it's, uh, it's an opportunity for me to promote Canada. It's an opportunity for, mo- for me to promote uh, the great investments that can be made to Canadian businesses here in Canada. And it's an opportunity for me to lead the work uh, with partner countries uh, to modernize and to reform the WTO. And to answer your question, well, it's important because 32% of our GDP, of Canadians' GDP, depends on exports. And what does this mean to the average uh, Canadian or the average uh, business owner? Well, businesses that are growing and operating in the international marketplace, and they're getting access, as you rightly pointed out, through these trade agreements that have been negotiated that give companies and businesses access to global customers in the international marketplace. But when there's a dispute that comes up, we need to have a rules-based trading system, a rules-based system that helps to adjudicate those rules. And that is why the WTO is important. It's important for Canadian businesses because having a rules-based system that uh, that they can depend on will mean that they will have the certainty to make the investments that they need to make, take the risks that they need to make as businesses. Beyond the general message of bring your dollars and investments here to Canada, what is your message next week going to be specifically about some of the opportunities that exist in Canada at this point in time? Well, I'm also the Minister for Small Business and Expert Promotion in addition to international trade. There's a wonderful opportunity for me to promote our Canadian small and medium-sized businesses as being businesses that can be a part of that global supply chain. We are, we've made investments to help our businesses in Canada to become even more export-ready, so helping them take advantage of those customers in the global marketplace to be a part of global supply chains is something that I'm going to work on to promote our Canadian small and medium-sized businesses, but also to talk to investors about the investments that they can make in Canada and that Canada is a you know a wonderful place for you know for them to do business and to invest in. Does Canada as a country that respects this rules-based order and trading environment that you mentioned before, do you think that's going to help us perhaps attract investments that are looking at the global climate right now and maybe wondering about where would be a safe place to park capital or make investments? Absolutely. Canada is a rules-based system. We have uh, a diversity of talent. We have thriving businesses that are in multiple of sectors all across the country from coast to coast to coast. So absolutely, this predictability and, uh, and you know, businesses who are, you know, who make investments also take, you know, who all, they, they also take uh, some risks in doing so. So being able to understand that they are able to work within a rules-based system that is understood, that is transparent, um, is, uh, is what businesses tell me that they look for. Getting back to the WTO, there was a report on their site around late November that noted trade restrictions among G20 economies remain at historic highs. And I know a lot of businesses have felt that. In that kind of a climate, what would you say the purposes of an organization like the WTO when we're seeing increased nationalism and increased protectionism? 
I think this is this is uh, the reason that uh, Canada is taking leadership and to continue its work with other like-minded company, other like-minded uh, countries, so that we are able to, you know, preserve uh, those mechanisms, those multilateral mechanisms that uh, really promote greater trade and that uh, promote, uh, you know, greater investment. So these are important, and you know, Canada is um, Canada continues and has done a lot of work at creating access to marketplaces. Um, in the international in the international arena for our Canadian businesses, and we do that by negotiating trade agreements. We do that by um, you know by creating the conditions um, through agreements to trade, and we've been pretty successful at this. I mean, Canada is the only G7 country that has a free trade agreement with every other G7 country. We have access to 60% of the world's economy. Um, we have you know we have access to the Asia Pacific uh, rim countries through the CPTPP. We have access to the European markets through. What does this actually mean for businesses, though? It means customers. 1.5 billion customers in the global marketplace accessible to Canadian businesses. So it's really exciting to be able to work with, um, you know, to make the investments and to work with Canadian businesses so that they can be more export ready, so they can go into, grow into the international marketplace. And in doing so, they rely on, you know, they rely on mechanisms like that at the WTO to be, uh, to be working uh, so that, uh, so that, so that they uh, so that they can make the kind of business decisions and and make the and take the risks that they need to make because they understand that there is a you know a rules based system that will that will uh, work for them. To what extent or what sense do you have of the extent to which Canadian businesses are really leveraging some of these new trade agreements we have, specifically CETA and the CPTPP? Well, you know what? I can share a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of uh, data points with you. I mean, you know, CETA has created advantage, uh, advantageous conditions, particularly for Canadian SMEs. They've actually eliminated tariffs for 98% of current Canadian exports that are exporting into the CETA countries. And when you look at um, CPTPP, a similar kind of advantage. It has eliminated tariffs for 99% of current Canadian exports to Pacific Rim countries. Um, the, the investments that the government has been making to help Canadian businesses grow, like through CanExport, which is to help Canadian businesses take advantage of, um, you know, of going into a new market. Or our trade commissioner service that operates in 160 countries around the world, I call them Canada's best sales force. Why? Because it helps Canadian companies navigate through um, introductions uh, for new business, help navigate uh, um, opportunities, investments in the country that uh, a business might want to grow into. Um, and so we, and you know, so we are investing in, into companies so that we can help their growth and help them take advantage of these very trade agreements. It's what I have in my mandate. The Prime Minister um, has in this mandate uh, for me to help grow our Canadian businesses into these uh, into these um, into these global marketplaces, and we're going to keep focusing on making Canada a globally connected, uh, you know, a globally connected uh, economy in the world. Now, I understand WTO, WTO Ottawa as a group has some initiatives focused around WTO reform. What are the group's current priorities at this point in time? Well, the work that we are going to do is, you know, we're leading the efforts to find an interim solution uh, for the appellate body. We know that the appellate body right now is not working, and uh, Canada and the European Union have already reached an agreement, an interim agreement, that uh, that largely mirrors um, the appellate body as an interim mechanism to deal with uh, um, to deal with uh, those disputes and. 
we're looking forward to continuing the leadership on this work um, to create um, uh, an interim solution to uh, to the appellate body uh, to the appellate body. What isn't working about the current WTO appellate body? What have you heard from stakeholders or perhaps even businesses who are affected by decisions that come through that? Well, uh, it it's no longer able to hear appeals, so that's what is not working. The appellate body in it uh, of itself is not is no longer able to hear appeals. So what uh, what Canada and the EU have done is that they have we have created an interim um, mechanism, an interim uh, um, solution that uh, that mirrors the appellate body, so that uh, so that there is a way to deal with uh, appeals should they come through that way. And we're going to you know continue this work with other like-minded countries uh, to you know to see if we can find an interim solution, other you know a, a continued interim solution. The topic of risk has come up a couple times, and of course, it's going to be up to an individual entrepreneur or small business to decide whether they take that step or take that leap to export to a new export economy if that risk makes sense for their business. But in the year ahead, and your mandate as minister in part for small business, among other things, what's your message to those Canadian businesses who now have access to a large part of the world, many different economies, some new ones in the Asia Pacific? What do you say to them when they maybe are trying to weigh the risks posed by global uncertainty and the opportunities that have been negotiated by Canada on their behalf. Right. I mean, maybe what I'll do is uh, take this opportunity to tout uh, an investment that we made in the, uh, you know, in the uh, uh, trade accelerator program. And uh, so the acronym is TAP, and we have invested um, about $15 million across the country to help Canadian businesses come up with that export plan. If you are a um, you know small and medium-sized business, as an example, you may not necessarily know all of the rules or um, you know all of the opportunities how to put an export plan together so that you can in fact take your business and grow your business into an international market. So um, so to be able to um, to help those companies and invest in them so that they can you know that they can grow um, internationally is what we're going to continue to do. We know that. Companies that export uh, do more in, they invest more in research and development. We know that they're more resilient. We know that they pay higher wages. We know that they're good for business. So we want to encourage businesses to grow and to grow through exporting. And we want them to know, I want them to know that the government of Canada and that I will uh, be working side by side with them to make sure that uh, they have the supports and the information that they need. Minister, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much for coming on and best wishes for your trip to the World Economic Forum next week. Thank you so very much, Haley, and uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, to uh, continuing this work and uh, certainly to continue to advocate for Canadian businesses uh, to do their work uh, globally. That's Canada's Minister of Small Business, Export Promotion and International Trade, Mary Ng. That's it for our show. Thanks for listening to BIV today. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. All of our episodes are also available on Spotify and at BIV.com slash audio. Thanks again for listening. Have a good weekend. We'll be back on Wednesday.